The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegrillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. So now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. And in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other podcasts out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe. And I am a returning Carl Carafel. And uh, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. But before we get into all the kind of stuff that we want to talk about, especially with your experience on the Jericho Cruise, I do want to ask you a question. You, you know, we had, uh, while you were gone, we had the pleasure of having uh, Mr. Michael Jargo and Rick from the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast to fill in for you while you were gone here. And I do have a question to ask for you. Would you agree that pretty much everything in the world sucks except for Betty White? Except for Betty White, except for you Betty are White, correct, <laughs> right? It, it was such a weird uh, thing on, on social media. I mean, I'm sure you listened to that part of the episode where I, I literally saw somebody posting on me on social media saying that, well, if not everybody likes something, then it just it it definitely sucks. And so we had figured, you know, looking at, at that, you know, what using that thought process would definitely not suck. And apparently for whatever reason, Betty White came up and it seems to be, she is one of the very few things in this world that it just seems to be universally loved by everybody. That's right. I mean, <laughs> if anybody has a bad thing to say about Betty White, yes. you're wrong. That's it. You're <laughs> you wrong. would be incorrect in saying so. All right, Carl. But before we get to your, uh, experience on the Jericho cruise, I do want to talk to you a little bit about the Royal Rumble. Did you get a chance to watch the show uh, since you've come back? I just today <laughs> did. So the the main one that I definitely want to talk to, of course, is this men's Royal Rumble. What did you think in, in general? Because we saw we saw some different stuff in uh, this match. We did see some different stuff. Um, I I'm very mixed on it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But then I'm like, yeah, this wasn't like a, a normal Royal Rumble match that I'm kind of used to, right? Um, if anybody hasn't seen it, spoiler alert, it's been too long, so we're <laughs> spoiling. Spoilers, yeah. um, so Brock Lesnar started number one, and then number two comes out, and Brock Lesnar throws him over. Mm-hmm. And then he waits, and number three comes out, and Brock Lesnar throws him over. And then he waits. And then number four comes out. And then Brock Lesnar throws him over. Yep. And then he waits. And then so on and so on and so on. Um, a couple of times there was two people. Mm-hmm. But then Brock Lesnar got rid of both of them. And then Brock Lesnar waited. And uh, it was it was different. Yeah. I'm glad that they went with something different. Mm-hmm. Right. To be able to, to kind of, you know, give a little bit of a rejuvenance maybe to the Royal Rumble and, and you know, kind of have people talking about it because this is definitely something that's going to have people talking. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like a regular Royal Rumble match to me. I mean, Very not really yeah. until um, like AJ Styles ha- had come out and then it kind of from there, you know, started building into more of a Royal Rumble. Uh, up until that point, it really just felt more like a uh, gauntlet match, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say, now that I've had more time to kind of digest what's happened with this, i got to say, for, for myself, my my opinion oh, hasn't really shifted, but when it comes to this Brock Lesnar thing, uh, I, I've become more and more okay with it because, 
know, given his current position and in fact he's the champion and just how their the persona is, I mean, this was the perfect way to do it. I mean, you, you've you've firmly established now. Okay, now he is this dominant guy who can just bulldoze over everybody. You know, there's a minor hitch. This is actually um, a topic later on the on the episode, but. Um, I, I like the way they do this. There, there's no kind of 50-50 stuff going on here. I mean, Brock Lesnar is dominant, and he can pretty much uh, control and uh, destroy anybody that he so chooses. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, that, for storyline basis, that mm-hmm. definitely works. 100% it does. But when it comes to this being the final match on the card mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be a Royal rumble right. yeah. and it feeling like a gauntlet match yeah. kind of took away a little bit from myself anyways. And it wasn't without it's real kind of excitement though, because, and this was interesting the way that this kind of played out because the, he was one of the ones I think pretty universally, you know, not just with us, but the other podcasts, even here on the hitting the marks podcast network, had almost kind of said, you know, we didn't really want to see it, and we're pretty much set on that he wasn't going to. And we're talking about Edge came back in. I'm looking at the list. He came in at number 21, and I mean, Carl, the the pop that he got reminded me. It brought me back to the AJ Styles moment in 2016, and uh, you know the the Hardys returning back to WrestleMania. I mean, just the the, the pop from the crowd and just the emotion on his face coming down the uh the very short ramp that they have at that stadium uh just wow i mean i didn't know that i wanted this i i, I was pretty much set on and i didn't and then when it happened it was like wow okay <laughs> you know i'm on board i get it i dig it right and i mean i did too and i mean you could clearly see if you've watched the royal rumble and saw edges edges return there's even pictures and memes and stuff like that that are out there where where it shows edges face as he's coming through that uh, billowing uh <laughs> cloud of uh smoke that was there um like he was even really emotional you could see it in his face it was just a fantastic sight to see and i'm so happy that it happened um to kind of go along with that a little bit if people don't know apparently edge has actually signed um, almost like a legends deal for three years yeah. with the company, a limited amount that he's doing, uh, but he's going to be doing a number of appearances and a small amount of matches. And I think that's definitely the the right way to go about using him, using it as a special attraction. And more kind of along with that, uh, before recording here, as I usually do, you know, kind of digging further, little bits of information that kind of coincide with what we're talking about. I did see that prior to Edge coming back at the Royal Rumble that the the folks over at AEW were very, very interested in him. And essentially from what I can see of what happened here is that Edge used that kind of negotiation to leverage WWE into a better offer. As it does look like he's getting, Edge is getting about $3 million per year to work for the WWE. So, and, and apparently this was rather close to what AEW was willing to offer him, which is very, very interesting. And... Yeah, interesting that he would decide to come home to the WWE as he uh, definitely referred it to it. Yeah, and I mean, it's even something that I was seeing as well. Definitely I did. I saw that it was, um, again, it was pretty much exactly the same. It was $3 million a year yeah. um, for a three-year contract. So, I mean, WWE just kind of weaseled in there and said, hey, listen, like, uh, you know, your wife's here, you know, maybe you want to come <laughs> here too and, uh, yeah. you know, kind of support what your wife is doing and support us again and uh, we'll, we'll make you look good, right? Um, and that, know, that brings up something is, too, because you had mentioned with, with uh, his wife with Beth Phoenix, she was uh, an integral part in the, the Women's Royal Rumble. And what's interesting yes. with that though is that she took a very, very nasty spot during that match with uh, Bianca Belair in the corner and cracked the back of her head off the uh, the post. Now, what is interesting with this, and which quite frankly kind of pissed me off, was that they, they kept her in there to do a spot with a Santina Morel, who uh, ended up showing the match in, tw- in spot 29. So it, it was it was cool to see her kind of have a gutsy performance in the match, but also kind of very annoying and very like I said, kind of a piss off the fact that they kept her in so long there just to do a stupid comedy spot with Santina, who from what I 
been hearing wasn't originally supposed to be involved in the match. That was originally supposed to be Sasha Banks, but she apparently had some issues with being eliminated by Charlotte in the match. So they axed that and decided to throw Santina Morella into the women's Royal Rumble only to be just, just, it was a waste of time. And I've, I've heard the exact same thing as well. So, um, I mean, do you, do you think that maybe they should have done that spot a little sooner? I think so. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Should have. Yeah, and I mean, just kind of bump people from yeah. there, bump them up in in the numbers. Like yeah. that's all you had to do. She you was know, pouring uh, blood on the back of, of her head, pouring blood. Yeah, Ugh. pouring. Like, yeah, man, that was. I mean, <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, pouring blood to the point where like you you, you think like Ric Flair mm-hmm. uh, turning crimson red in his white blonde hair, yeah. uh, like that much. Um, you know, stone cold when he's in the sharpshooter with the blood pouring down his face, like mm-hmm. that much, it was, yeah. it was a lot. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I think that, that maybe they should have got her out of there a little sooner Absolutely. by doing this whole Santina, uh, spot earlier. I think that that would have played out a little bit better in my eyes anyways. Yep. And, and they didn't even get the lame payoff that it would have been with Beth Phoenix throwing him with throwing Santina out. Santina actually threw himself out. Um, so <laughs> I mean, just a kind of a bizarre, a very much kind of a spot in that match. It just really didn't belong there. It really stood out and not in a good way. Um, my only yeah. other kind of thing with uh, the Royal Rumble match I want to talk to you about is we, we had another scenario and this is something that I know that, you know, it bugs me a lot when we have the situation we had, Bailey versus Lacey Evans, and we have this reversal thing going on here where we have Becky who's supposed to, or not Becky, Bailey who's supposed to be the the bad guy getting the cheers and Lacey Evans supposedly being the, the, the good guy and getting the booze and whatnot. And even after the match, if you really kind of pay attention to somebody like me who really looks at the details, you could actually hear production kind of piping in audio booze to make it seem like Bailey was getting boo when she actually wasn't. So some sketchy kind of stuff going on there. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, the, the men's Royal Rumble match was very, very well done. And, and it even trickled over into Raw the following night where they actually pulled off a pretty damn decent episode of Raw. Later in the week, uh, the ball kind of, kind of dropped on SmackDown. We did the, uh, the old dog food gimmick again, which, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, just it's... Uh, and then, you know, shortly after we see that the stocks are dropping and people are getting let go, just it's like, wow, <laughs> it's a weird, weird time in this company at, at the moment. It's a very weird time at WWE right now. Not professional wrestling, WWE. but just the WWE. Okay, let's, uh, we're wiping our hands of that. Let us talk about what we're here to talk about because you've been gone for two weeks. The Jericho Cruise, Carl, you got to go in person to this show. Just in general, before we get into the details, overall experience, let us know what happened here. How was it? First, first, I'm going to premise this by saying that when I got back afterwards, I did get sick. And I'm still a little under the weather right now. Um, but I'm pushing through for all of you so that we can get a good episode here for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Jericho Cruz, by far one of the best events that I have ever been to ever. Um, there are a few little things that I would have liked to have seen different with mm-hmm. the cruise. And thankfully there is a, um, a the company that does it sixth men. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually sent out an email saying, Hey, give us your feedback. Uh, you know, they That's gave cool. a questionnaire and gave an option for, you know, us to be able to type in some different things. Okay. Um, my biggest complaint was that, okay, I, I went and spent $20 on a poster okay. that I will show you guys soon. Uh, it'll be out on, on social media, but I bought a poster for 20 bucks Okay. and I couldn't get it autographed. Why? Why? <laughs> because they didn't do any autograph sessions with the talent. Really? So there were autograph sessions that were happening. Don't mm. get me wrong. So like Gabriel Iglesias, right? Fluffy guy. Mm. He was doing autographs, right? Justin Roberts. Um, uh, what's what's her name there? Um, 
can't think of Victoria. Her. Oh, yes, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, Victoria, Lisa Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was doing autographs as well. Vicky Guerrero, if you got in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaul Guerrero. Um, Shaul's group, the Vaudettes, they were there doing autographs as well. Bruce Jingles, who was uh, the comedian on, on ship, he was doing autographs as well. Um, so they, they took you to the Stardust Lounge. <clears throat> and at the Stardust, uh, you actually were able to go in and they had just tables set up so that you could go around to, you know, the different tables and, and get your autographs. Um, really, the only talent that I was able to get autographs from mm-hmm. was um, Kip Sabian cool. and Penelope Ford. Wow. Because they had a table. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to the second autograph session um other things that i was doing and other things going on but even that one didn't have any of the top tiered talent interesting at the autograph session so i would have loved to have been able to get cody's autograph Mm -hmm. you know hangman kenny omega the young bucks moxley you know all mjf you know all these guys i would have loved to have been able to do that uh myself i know that they're there to have a vacation as well. Yeah. They're working, but it's a working vacation. Yeah. So when I see them at the at the casino and stuff like that, I'm not going to go up to them and start asking them for autographs <laughs> because yeah. that's their leisure it's time. The time yeah. If they're sitting down having something to eat, I'm not going to go and ask them for an autograph because that's their leisure time. There should be an area for the talent to go for everyone to go and get autographs from them. That was my biggest complaint coming yeah. out of this entire thing. Um, food wise, I knew exactly what to expect because it's, I've been on cruises before. Mm-hmm. So it's like cafeteria style food. Cool. I knew, I knew what I was getting into. Um, meet and greets were done so nice. Uh, l- literally you, you went, you got to, you know, you went in, into, into this, uh, this first room yeah. and then, uh, they they kind of like you had times that you could go for the autograph sessions. Right. So they had to check and make sure that you were okay too. Mm-hmm. Right. That it was your time to go. So then you go into the room and you get a ticket for whichever person you want. Right. So let's say um, at the autograph session there was um, Scott Hall and Diamond Dallas Page. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go in and they offer you one ticket. So I went and I chose Diamond Dallas Page. Of course. Now, if I had had the time afterwards, Mm -hmm. after I got my photo with DDP, I could then go out and back in and get another ticket for Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. So it was it was good in that sense so everyone choose your most favorite that you want right awesome you get at least that one um some of the other uh, uh, photo sessions i mean people were coming in and out in and out in and out in and out right like so they would go and they would actually get their pictures with the women of aew and then get their pictures with scu and then get a picture with mjf and then get a picture with uh you know the elite so it was available that you could get multiple pictures with people i chose not to this time around Mm. um next cruise probably i will nice um atmosphere was just phenomenal the people yeah i mean if you're a professional wrestling fan and you're in a room with another professional wrestling (laughs) fan right your family yeah that's all it was it was just amazing to be able to see all these people and they're like your best friends now. Yeah. Right. Um, my favorite guy from the entire cruise who took the time to actually like talk with absolutely everybody that he could and make things personal for them. Jake Hager. Nice. That dude is on the real, <laughs> like literally he's standing there. And, uh, like behind a barricade. Okay. So they had the ring set up. They had the stage set up, like everything there. And then off to one side, there was a barricade and that's like where the talent would come in and go out from and stuff like that. So it was kind of off limits to regular, uh, non-talent people. 
so he would stand there. So, I mean, people were going up and taking photos and talking with him and stuff like that. And then there was a little lull in, in there. And I'm like, I got to go say hi. <laughs> so I walk over and I'm yeah. like, dude, how's it going? You know, and we just chit chatted for a bit and then uh, got a photo, got a couple photos with him. And then literally, now this was happening during Talk is Jericho with Ric Flair. Nice. So Talk is Jericho with Ric Flair is happening on the stage. And I am standing here. Not paying attention to them, but talking with my new buddy, Jake Hager. I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing right now. Uh, Marco Stunt, dude, I'm telling you, he is a little firecracker. He was absolutely everywhere during this cruise. He was everywhere. And he would stop and take pictures with people. Like, literally, he was was absolutely everywhere. You turn around, and and there's Marco Stunt. And then you take five (laughs) steps. And then you turn around and he's up over there now. And then you turn around and he's way over there now. And it's like, holy crap. Like, are there 16 of you around here? He's got clothes. It was, it was great. Um, had an autograph session with, um, Jake, the snake Roberts, Hmm. which was really cool. Good story. Okay. I'm going to pause just for a moment here. Okay. So that I can find this and pull this up. So Jake, the snake Roberts gets off of an elevator. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm standing there. He looks over at me. He goes, Hey, where's the casino? <laughs> and I'm like, Jake, it's over here. I said, It's closed though. He goes, Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, nope. And he looks at me and he goes, You look familiar. And I'm like, Yep. Uh, the name's Carl. Carl Carafel, Canadian Wrestling's Elite. So same goes, material. Damn it. That's where I remember you from. <laughs> remember stacking chairs okay. with us? Cool. Yeah. He, he actually <laughs> brought that up. He's like, you were stacking chairs and showed me how to do it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So that was a, an awesome, awesome moment right there. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to. I kind of okay. stuck my foot in my mouth a little bit here. <laughs> it so. If they ever hear it, yeah, it was me. Yep. It was me. What you going to do? Fight me? It Bring was it me. So Allie and Kenny Omega are walking towards the elevators. Allie? Okay. Allie. Yep. And Allie says, don't they have elevators? <laughs> Which I replied, come on. Of course they do. <laughs> I kept walking. And then immediately regretted it. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> of course they have <laughs> elevators, oh, stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Uh, I'm not going to use vulgar language, but if you guys have not checked out the Vaudettes, hmm. the Vaudette show was effing fantastic. Yeah. It's a rock and pop burlesque show that happens okay. not for children. Yes. Okay. Well, but it were... does include, yeah, <laughs> it does include full figured woman. Actually, a couple full-figured women, mm-hmm. as well as it includes a guy. So it's it's not just like a bunch of TNA that's going on. It's it, it's actual like dance and rhythmic dance and like it. it I don't know how to explain it. It's <laughs> like a burlesque show, Interesting. but set to rock and pop music that was just done so good, even with all of the uh, you know people that that they have in the group. Yeah, amazing. Now, um, how was the yeah, now how how was it uh, being there for the the tele for for the the, the taping of Dynamite? Because I, I gotta I gotta think that you know getting very different perspectives. I mean, I'm back here in Southern Ontario, Canada, watching on TV. Meanwhile, you're there in person. I have a feeling that th- this kind of experience was uh, very much different to being there in person as opposed to watching on TV. Because from the sitting at home watching on TV perspective, I mean, it was good, but it. It wasn't great, um, but again, this is the type of experience that it's very much a different thing being there in person as it is sitting on the couch watching it on TV. It definitely is, and I mean, you guys even got to see some stuff that I couldn't see. Right. MJF getting thrown into the pool? Yeah. I didn't see that. No. I was on hard cam. Yeah. So, like, if you're... If you're watching, if you go back and watch the show, yeah. I'm on it. Yeah, you I'm can it see a couple it. of times. Yeah. Um, 
the pool was around on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't see all of that happening. Yeah. Now you guys probably heard a lot of like, um, beep that boat, that boat. Yeah. Boat. Yeah. So, (laughs) okay. So what they were saying was F that boat. Wow. F that boat. (laughs) Continuously. Yeah. F boat. So me and another guy are standing there and he looks over at me and he goes, what the hell are they doing? (laughs) I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like that's, I think they just need to watch the match. Yeah. And he's like, watch the match, watch the (laughs) match. And, and I kid you not, we, he got a chance started going watch that match wow so it was it was really cool that's that's the the experiences that you get to have yeah you know especially being around all these other people that are you know fans of 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 what you are doing and and fans of what you are a fan of as well you get to share those experiences and i mean that was that was great actually just give me one second here Mm -hmm. um the guy that uh, started the watch the match chant. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to give him a shout out. Cool. He is a fellow Canadian. Mm, even cooler. Okay. Just happened that, you know, a fellow Canadian came and stood by the Canadian <laughs> and he gave me his business card. He is the owner and host of Knights of the squared circle. Mm. His name is Ryan Knight. So, Cool. K-N-I-G-T-S of the squared circle. So he does interviews and he does VIP events and he does weekly radio and stuff like that. So definitely I want to make sure that I give him a shout out because he was a really cool dude. And, um, you know, at some point I may uh, kind of uh, go on his show. We may actually uh, get him on here and just talk a little bit about, you know, yeah. professional wrestling because he's a fan as well. So it was very cool to be able to meet somebody and be able to exchange. I, I put out a lot of business cards, a lot of our Turnbuckle Talk cards. Nice. Um, if you're following us on our social media at TB Talk Pod, our Instagram page actually has a uh, uh, like one second video that shows mm-hmm. um, the Turnbuckle Talk logo. And then I put a sticker on there that says pro wrestling is not a crime to cover color and elbow (laughs) brand. I even put color and elbow brand.com use promo code, you know, JK podcast for 10% off on the paper. Mm -hmm. And somebody started following us on Instagram and messages me and goes, dude, I saw that every day (laughs) I walked by that advertisement worked. And I was like, perfect. (laughs) If I got one person who took a look at it and started following awesome. I'm happy about that. So, I mean, overall, this was such an experience. And if if you get the opportunity to do this, mm-hmm. um, I didn't get to do any photos with Ric Flair because they had cost $100. Ouch. Now, there was another thing as well that was a uh, the VIP Chris Jericho experience. Mm. Um, I got to, to kind of see and read from other people's perspectives, and they said that it was fantastic. They actually had a meet and greet with Chris Jericho, a private meet and greet. Um, they got custom replica championship belts. Ooh, wow. Uh, yeah. Beautiful looking custom replica championship belts hmm. that... Um, it was given to you for free. Most of them got Chris Jericho to sign it. You had an actual like sit down lunch with Chris Jericho. You had, uh, uh, it was 30 minutes of uh, interview time with Chris Jericho Hmm. um, where anything goes. Uh, So it was, it was really neat. Um, The only downfall from that was that the person said that uh, the food was like the ship food, like cafeteria food. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was like the buffet food and whatever. So, I mean, it wasn't, you know, higher end food. It was just the regular food that you get on the cruise. But for the experience, he said, this person said that the $2,000 that it cost was worth it. So I think I just had a stroke. Yeah. Oh man. Right. That's what, that's what I was thinking too. But yeah. So from what we understand 
that might be something that continues. And a championship belt may continue to be an offering with that. But with like the side plates changed. Yeah. So it'll be the same front and then change the side plates. Um, Nice. Chris Jericho, Rock and Wrestling Rager at sea. Triple whammy is happening. Mm -hmm. February 1st. It starts 2021. Man, uh, we're going to be there. Nice. I mean, we've already decided that we're going to go again. We're on the list with six men and we're going to get early access uh, before even like the pre-sales go out. We get before that. So it's something that we're going to be doing. We're going to be saving up for that again as well. And we are going to make sure that we are on the triple whammy because it was just simply fantastic. Um, I'll have to see if I can get on it this time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's going to be interesting is with uh, this time around, uh, as you're aware, Carl, and our listeners are aware that uh, Dynamite that was uh, done there, it was shot and then aired later. Um, for this third time out, from what I'm hearing, this is still the, the tentative plan, is that for this third time out on the Chris Jericho cruise, they will be airing Dynamite live from the ship. So that will be uh, very interesting to see them pull that off. Where did you get that info from? Um, it's been all over the place. And uh, I think it was even uh, uh, brought up on Dynamite itself. So they're, they're going to be airing it live from the ship the third time out, from what I'm seeing. Okay. That, yeah. that is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody Rhodes actually came out and said uh, that he's already talked with, mm-hmm. uh, with management. And, um, yeah, it's going to be live. Yeah. And logistically, Instead that's going to be very, being, very know. tricky to pull off. So I'll... Uh, you know, it'll be that's a, that's a pretty big deal to be airing a wrestling show live from a ship out on the ocean. I mean, that I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be a, a first. But that's the thing; they're really not out on the ocean. Well, they're they were, we were docked. docked. Yeah, we were docked in the Bahamas. Still in water. It still counts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sitting yeah. in water, but it's yeah. not moving. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> now, if they would go into the middle of the uh, the ocean or something, go like into international waters, you know, maybe then you can kind of go with some crazy, you know, what. Oh. Maybe you never know, right? So, <laughs> uh, so one more thing before we get to our, our match of the week and uh, you know, any possible breaking news and showstopper or whatnot. Um, back on WWE here, so now that we know that uh, Drew McIntyre has won the, the Royal Rumble, which again, it, it that, that was uh, another thing with this, so that was a very cool surprise. I think we we're all kind of a lot of people were pulling for Drew to win this and. Uh, for them to actually go ahead with this, I thought was very cool, a very, very good move. We know that he has chosen Brock Lesnar to face off at WrestleMania. As far as I know, that's the tentative deal there. Now, going with that, and this is actually uh, bring up something from, because uh, uh, this last week, not, not this week, but the, the week previous, I got to sit on the Monday locker room for the Han Mead Media Group with uh, Rick and Jargo, and we talked about this. We saw Rock get eliminated from the Royal Rumble essentially by getting a punch to the dick. So, you know, we've seen this so many, many times now that uh, Brock is indestructible, but he hasn't learned to protect his testicles yet. So I, <laughs> we know how to beat Brock Lesnar, right? So my advice, uh, unless things change to Drew McIntyre, if you want to beat Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar, all you have to do is punch him in the dick. Now, do, should they change this, or do you just play along with this with this shtick at this point? I just kind of play along with it because <laughs> I mean, I I know how it feels to get hit in the testicles. A hundred percent, I know how it feels. I I've been in that ring when people have missed their kicks and yeah. have kicked me in the testicles. So I <laughs> I know how it feels. Yeah. Um. Would that eliminate me from the Royal Rumble? Yeah, probably, because that hurts. <laughs> Now, if he could just learn to protect himself, he would be indestructible. Indestructible. That's right. And uh, there would be nothing stopping That's Brock right. Lesnar because if you punched him in the dick, nothing would happen. You would just bounce off. Um, so I That's don't know. Right. Maybe dude start wearing a cup. Um, I, I, think, I think if anybody <laughs> would be idea. justified in wearing, because I'm not sure how many professional wrestlers wear a jock. But I mean, if there's anybody that should, I think it's Brock Lesnar because, dude, you've been exposed. We know how to beat you. We just punch you in the dick. 
Brock Lesnar's testicles for apparently his Achilles heel. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Or there's probably another way to word that, but this isn't necessarily the the show or the platform to to kind of do that. Maybe um, that that's, that'd be more of a uh, maybe for the PW Hustle guys could uh, tackle that one. Um, <clears throat> let's talk match of the week here because I have one that I think it will be probably a little bit of a surprise. But uh, I'm gonna try and let you go first. What's your pick for match of the week this week? Cody versus Kip Sabian, AEW Dynamite. Mm. Now, I understand that, you know, it really wasn't the greatest, but it was it was one of the best that I actually saw from this week. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the Raw after um, the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't want to include things from the Royal Rumble. We've talked a lot about the Royal Rumble already. Yep. Um, I mean, good stuff actually happened at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> which I'm I'm surprised and, and very fortunate about. Um, NWA just seemed to be NWA. There really wasn't a whole whole lot of of you know amazing stuff that happened there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Cody versus Kip Sabian. I think they put on an excellent match. You know, well, while well, you kind of brought it up here before, I, I give you mine here. Just, just briefly on the NW, what's your your kind of take on on them now? Because you know, it's been a little while since Power has been kind of going, and there's been a couple quote unquote paveries that have been done. Are, are you still pretty high on the NWA, or is are you kind of like me, where the the, the charm has kind of worn off a little bit? The charm really hasn't worn off for me. Like I'm yeah. still very much so into into the NWA power. Um, it it's, I mean, again, I got I got sick. Like I got <laughs> really like I was hospitalized yeah. sick. Um, so I mean, I really didn't have a lot of time to be able to uh, watch anything. Um, I just didn't. I didn't feel like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, fair you're enough. sick. You're fair sick. Enough. You don't feel like doing anything. Um, I, I, like I said, I just got to watch today's record day. I just got to watch the Royal Rumble. Um, I've been working still as well because, I mean, unfortunately, money makes the world go round and I have That's to true. make money. So even being sick, I've been going to work and, and trying to make sure that I'm, uh, you know, getting that paycheck. Mm. So, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of time for me to be able to sit down and actually watch anything. Um, I'm starting to get better. I'm on the mend. Um, I have medication, so I should be able to start picking up on everything again. Cool. So my match of the week here comes not from WWE, not from AEW, from my usual sources. This is coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling, from the new beginning show, actually night one of this. And it is the match between Minoru Suzuki and John Moxley. Uh, Carl, if you get a chance to watch this match, and not just Carl, our listeners, please find a way to go watch this. Get New Japan World or find some other way to, to stream this or watch this. Holy crap. Um, you just uh, two guys, just, I mean, unbelievable. Just, uh, it's really, really kind of hard to put it into words. You just have to go and watch this match. Just two guys, just, just throwing everything at each other. It, it was absolutely incredible. And even Moxley still sporting the eye patch, still selling that injury, uh, in the old school fashion way. I mean, just, uh, some great stuff there. Uh, they go all over the place. It, it's a, absolutely a fantastic match. If you like hardcore style wrestling and I mean, just watching Minoru Suzuki, anything that he does and anything John Moxley does and just these two guys just coming together. I mean, um, there's only good that can come from that. So, uh, this is a yeah. must-watch for any wrestling fan, in my personal opinion. Perfect. Now, when it comes to breaking news, I mean, I think we pretty much mentioned a good portion. Of it. One that uh, I did want to make mention at is this deal with Ryback. I don't know if you've seen this, Carl, but he's basically put out um, basically like a public plea out there, almost kind of the way that they're wording this, uh, to WWE to give up the rights to his name so that he can use it. Um because he's basically getting in trouble for using it. And he is basically telling WWE, you know, um, screw off with the petty, you know what, and just erase me from your history and your programming and just let me have this name. Um, I mean, I kind of get it, but you can come up with a different name. I'm just, it, it seems like such a simple thing. I, I'm not sure why it is that he's latching on exactly to the Ryback name. I mean, in his time in WWE, I mean, was he that over of a character? Was he that big with the audience? I really don't think so. 
So it just, it seems kind of a, an odd thing for him to latch onto at this point. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read for everybody what was actually put out there. So it says publicly asking at WWE at Vince McMahon and at Triple H to let the Ryback trademark go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't created by them, and trying to make someone spend nearly two hundred thousand dollars to keep their legal name and brand is petty and unnecessary. Please move on and erase me from your history and programming. So, right there. Okay, Ryback isn't a WWE creation. Ryback is a Ryan Reeves creation that WWE allowed him to use in the WWE. Hmm. Right. So that's that's the biggest thing. Now, different things like Feed Me More and The Big Guy, those were WWE trademarks. Yeah. But Ryback was not. So I think that that's where everything is really coming from, um, you know, in in this. Um, Ryan Reeves or Ryan Allen Reeves has actually legally changed his name to Ryback. So, Hmm. yeah. So his name now is not Ryan Allen Reeves. His (laughs) legal name is Ryback Allen Reeves. Interesting. So I think that that's that's another little piece of, of where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do I fully agree? I don't know. I mean, if it, if it wasn't their creation, let it go. If it was True. their creation and they can prove it, then don't let it go. Yep. But, I mean, if this guy is saying, take me off of all of your programming, just give me my name, just do it. Like, what's it going to harm? It's not going to harm the WWE in any way. Because as you said, I mean, Ryback really wasn't that over. No. Good guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, I I, I enjoyed watching Ryback matches. I enjoyed, you know, the character that he was. I enjoyed seeing him come through and come up in Tough Enough and and all of these different things, right? And and even on a personal level, he's he's a good guy. He really Mm -hmm. is. Um. Yeah, but he I mean he, he didn't he doesn't have that that lasting impact like a Hogan no. or a Rock or a Stone Cold oh, or Shawn Michaels yeah. or Ric Flair, you know, it, it, it's not that type of thing. Yeah. So just let him have his name. And What's I mean the even big deal? I mean even uh looking back um to uh, CM Punk, uh he had uh you know worked with uh, Ryback and I think it was kind of more of that scenario uh, because he was pretty heavily injured at, at the time, but apparently Ry- he described Ryback as basically an idiot. Um, you know, basically when it, it came to hurting your uh, the opponent and the, the worker that you're working with, I, apparently he was he was kind of bad at that, and uh, you know would basically dump you on your head and go, "Whoops, sorry," you know. So stuff like that was was kind of silly. Uh, the other thing I think to make mention of before we take a break here, Carl, is coming up at the end of this week. Uh, this is actually come by faster than I was expecting on Saturday, February 8th, we are going to have week one of the XFL starting and uh, there's going to be two, there's going to be two games are going to be played. Uh, One is going to be aired on ABC uh, early in the afternoon and at 5 PM, actually the other one is going to be airing on Fox. So it will be interesting to kind of see how that's, how that's going to go. Uh, given that uh, there's still this whole pending lawsuit with the, the the firefighters down in the southern states, and then this whole thing with people getting letting, let go higher up in the company in WWE, their stock price has plummeted over these last couple of days, and I mean, gone down really, really uh, far. So there's a lot of things that are kind of up in the air. So it'll be interesting to see how this XFL thing uh, goes. I mean, I guess it can only go better than the second time. I I don't know. It's uh, one of those things where. It could be something cool, and it could also be a complete flop. Definitely it could be. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. next week it'll be very interesting to see. The, the end of this week. It's going to be this Saturday. So um, I'm definitely going to try and watch one of those games just to kind of see how it is. I know that the rules are very different in there. Actually, uh, some of the rules that I've kind of seen are, are kind of wonky. I'm not really a fan of but we'll, we'll see how it all kind of plays out and kind of go from there. All right, Carl, we're going to yeah. take a brief break here, and we're going to come back with our Showstopper segment, and uh, this is going to revolve around returning legends and how they are being used. So we'll be right back. All right. 
This week's episode is brought to you by Collar and Ebble. Visit CollarandEbleBrand.com where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. Alright guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Now before we get to the rest of the show here, I just want to make a brief non-pro wrestling mention here. This past Sunday, of course, we're recording on Monday. And our episode's going to be coming out tomorrow, this past Sunday. Of course, we had the Super Bowl. I don't know if you had a chance to watch. I got to actually watch this. And we had the Kansas City Chiefs beating the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. to Some cool stuff here. This was actually the first Super Bowl win for Coach Andy Reid, who has been in the league for quite a while. So it was cool to see him get a Super Bowl win. And this was actually the first time in 50 years that the Kansas City Chiefs had won a Super Bowl. So a couple cool milestones there. I mean, uh, they were down by 10 going into that fourth quarter and came back to win that game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs playing an awesome, awesome game. So congratulations to them on a Super Bowl win. Go sports. Yes, go sports. (laughs) Sports ball team, yay. Um, Okay, let's get to our showstopper segment here, Carl. And... This kind of revolves around Edge coming back at the Royal Rumble, and it definitely looks like we're setting up to be Edge versus Randy Orton for WrestleMania. I mean, the, and the setup I think was beautiful on uh, on Monday Night Raw. Following my only fear is that there is a possibility they might do this at the Saudi Arabia show and not WrestleMania, which I think would be a shame. So we'll see how that kind of unfolds. But we're seemingly almost kind of transitioning back into. Okay, we need to rely on some of our legends that we can bring back to kind of save things going on here. Uh, can this be successful this time, Carl? What do you think? I, I don't know. It's a tricky question, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, we continuously, we try to have high hopes and try to try to be very optimistic about, you know, a legend coming back and uh, making a return to the ring and stuff like that. But, I mean, it... it I don't know. Like, I mean, yep. same thing with Brock Lesnar, right? Like, mm-hmm. he came back after so long of being gone. And then they've, like, had him as the champ and doing, like, part-time. Like, it's it's the reoccurring, crazy. It's the reoccurring problem here, Carl, that we haven't created any – we haven't created any megastars. So we have to keep going back to – the wrestlers who either on their own or through the company were made into megastars. And we're talking Edge, we're talking John Cena's, we're talking Brock Lesnar's, we're talking Undertaker's and on and on and on. Um, nowadays, we're just not making those. Where Whether it's the talent falling short on grabbing that brass ring and, and going for it or the company holding them back, you know, it really doesn't matter at this point. But the WWE just isn't making any megastars anymore. That's the, the root of this problem. Yep. No, I, I fully agree. I yeah. mean, we've talked about that on, on previous podcasts and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it is. I mean, if you don't have those mega stars, you're not going to be able to, you know, have the reliance that's there. And I mean, yeah. we've talked about it. You can have a couple of these mega stars so that if one gets injured, yeah. you've got another one to fall back onto. It's, it's, you know, not too, too difficult, I guess, to do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can always shift the focus from one to another. Yep. It can happen. Yep. Um, now, with Edge coming back, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned, right? I yep. mean, because we know the, uh, the, the injury that he had and we know that the surgery that he had and stuff like that. Um, um, and I know that it's only limited dates. I get it. But it's like, uh, Still. I, I, one, one bad drop and like he could be dead. Yeah, and the thing with this too is that when you look at a lot of our current superstars, that when you try and find kind of standout moments that are really, really memorable, it's very, very difficult. Whereas you know we look at guys like Cena and, and Rock and whatnot, even even just recently, you know, the, the Rock opened up Super Bowl like it wasn't he wasn't there kind of in person, but they they did this kind of video package at the beginning, him introducing the Super Bowl and the two teams and the key players and whatnot. And it was fantastic, and I mean, just when you look back on his career and stand on moments, I mean, there's so many to pick from. The one that immediately sticks out in my head was when he was on Raw and he did that. He was sitting on a stool playing the guitar in. Uh, uh, play to, to Vicky Guerrero. Some moments like that are like, like they're, they're so vivid and, and so memorable. Whereas you look at a lot of the, the current superstar talent, 
there's no real standout moments that, that we're going to look back on 10 years and go, yeah, there was something really, really cool. Yeah, you're right. Definitely you know? we are not. And and uh, it's unfortunate, very unfortunate that, that yeah. that's happening. So we're in this position where we, we have to do this stuff now. And I, I think it, it can be successful if they if they do it the right way. I, I think, you know, if we can get a good portion of these ones that can still go, you know, like uh, Cena, when, uh, now that we have Edge back and Orton, you know, there's a lot that you can play off of there. Uh, Undertaker, that, that one's a, a little sketchy, but... We're getting, also getting to this point now where going back to, to find these kind of legends that can still go, that list is getting shorter um, as we kind of go on here. Even just since we started this podcast, Carl, to now, the list of available talent uh, in the legends department that you can bring back to do something significant that would actually be good is shrinking by the moment. So even this approach, it could work, but it, it could also just not work by the fact of we just the pool of talent that we had to pick from is very, very short. They're either not available or they're either working somewhere else or there's just other things getting in the way. And, you know, now with the, the stock, I mean, just there's so many things kind of going against them at this point. I mean, again, we don't want them to fail. We want them to succeed, but they're in a really, really weird, awkward stage where this might be a little bit bold to say, but I think as a company right now, they're legitimately in trouble, Carl. I I definitely uh, can <laughs> it's it's a little sense that as well. Yeah, yeah, really, really can sense that. So. Um, it's especially you know like top two directors of the company, yep. gone. Yeah, the stock price plummeted after that. Yep. All this money that's being you know pushed into the XFL, and you know is is this gonna be profitable? enough that we can sustain you know for for the wwe now and you know you're offering you know these big money contracts to these these people and offering them very limited dates and stuff like that and then your product is then you know going into the crapper because of it because you don't have these people top tiered stars that are able to you know like keep the show going and keep the interest there going. Um, yeah. D- d- like you said, we want them to succeed, mm-hmm. but it, it looks, it looks very scary right now. It's to the point where to save money or when we start getting into, into that conversation, some things are going to have to get cut just to, to, to save the, the company money wise. And just my biggest fear when it comes to that then is NXT could very well be on the chopping block uh, if they want to save money that's something big that 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 could get cut and that would be absolutely horrible because that's actually one of their few good platforms that they have so yeah it's a very delicate time to be working for the company and to be a fan and to be invested in the company you know our own rick vickery from the hitting the marks processing podcast network here uh, I mean, he's got share in the in the, in the company, and uh, guys like him have got to be looking at, hey, maybe this is uh, time to get out when it comes to the stock. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's time to put your stock into the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I, I mean, and on the flip side, I don't know, maybe it's a good time to buy stock while the price is low, and then maybe hope that goes back up. I mean, uh, I am by no means when it comes to the stock market, I have no knowledge about it whatsoever. But I know that you know you typically want to buy low and sell high. And I guess it's just a matter of yeah. you know, are they going to be able to rebound? And just when you look at what they're doing right now, when, when it comes to you know siphoning money off to do the XFL thing, when it comes to having a dog food match on Fox on the Fox Network to the point where they don't want you mentioning uh, the Super Bowl and whatnot because they don't want to be associated with you, you know you have problems. Um, so <laughs> yeah. And, you know, with companies like Ring of Honor kind of rebounding now that they give Marty the book over there, if you've been watching recent uh, RH programming, they've definitely been on the, on the rebound. They're doing the supercar show where they're getting a bunch of New Japan talent involved. Uh, they're bringing back the yep. Pure Championship. I don't know if you saw this, Carl. Um, that's going to be a very, very cool thing where... Um, the Pure? The Pure. They're bringing that back. So Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Ring of Honor's rebounding. AEW's still going through some growing pains, you know. So it's it, it's it's a kind of weird. We're seeing some we're seeing the big company at the top kind of falter here. So we'll see what uh, what happens in the, the landscape. It's uh, it's a, it's interesting, but scary all at the same time. 
Definitely it is. There you go, people. Stock is low. Buy now, buy now, buy now, because the resurgence of professional wrestling is upon us when we have, you know, Ring of Honor. We have All Elite Wrestling. We have, um, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling America that is, you know, going to be full force as well very soon. Yep. So, like, we're going to have all these other companies that are out there that are going to be vying for that number one position which is going to, in turn, make the WWE come back to, hey, we got to be that number one position because we have been for the last over 50 years. Yeah. So we need to keep that and not lose it. So then we're going to see, uh, you know, a, I think a good resurgence of professional wrestling. Um, I, want, I, I want things to get back to the Attitude Era type of time not yeah. necessarily the attitude era with the matches Content, and, yeah. uh, and all of that stuff yeah. but just the hype like you could walk down the street <laughs> and you would hear everybody talk in professional wrestling right yeah that's the type of stuff that i want to get back to yeah and uh, the fight is uh, really kind of getting preheated in the in the mid uh, areas you know with the, your ring of honors with uh your impact wrestling, which I mean, they are almost kind of dropping out of that middle thing. Some, a lot of really weird, questionable stuff going on there. I mean, even with their talent having to do with these Patreons and whatnot. And I don't want to get into too many details on here because we, we try and keep it clean on Turnbuckle Talk here. But with, obviously, with Tessa Blanchard in this whole Patreon uh, thing with her, I mean, that uh, looks really, really bad on uh, the company and her as a talent, especially with just putting the title on her. And, for lack of a, of a better term here, we essentially have her doing stuff in the bathroom for fans, for money. I mean, that is just awful that uh, that, that, that kind of came out. And you shouldn't have to do that if you're working for a wrestling company. To have to resort to stupidity like that, that that's a real shame. And they're a company that, uh, that needs some help and, and needs to kind of improve to kind of get away from all this kind of nonsense and just focus on putting a good wrestling product. Cause they're, they're a company that's really, really suffering Carl. And I know that it keeps bouncing back and forth with impact. You know, I've gone as far as saying, you know, that they, they, they should just, they should just close up shop and then they do enough to kind of get me the best way. I've kind of described it recently here, Carl, is it feels like for every good step forward that impact makes, they immediately take two steps backwards right after to see it. So like, oh, we did this cool thing. Let's see how we can screw it up right away. That's that's how it feels. Right. It's so strange. Yeah. And we want them to succeed because they're essentially a Canadian company now, and you know the the, yep. the market is there, and it just they shoot themselves in the foot constantly, and it's painful to watch. Oh. And I I, I do want to put out there for people, um, you know, the whole Tessa Blanchard thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna spell it out for you, okay? It's 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 bad. <laughs> but it's not as bad as Big Joe kind of made it seem, doing things in the bathroom, right? So essentially what <laughs> no, she no, did is somebody requested that she talk seductively, giving a promo while defecating on the toilet. <laughs> oh, right? You, you say it like that, and, and you're laughing. It's like hysterical. Like, <laughs> seriously, somebody wanted to hear Tessa Blanchard talking seductively while taking a crap. What's more disturbing, the fact that right. she did that or the person that wants it? so bad. So but bad. like that's what's that's what she's having to resort to because <sighs> the money's not there. Yeah. So this person has paid her to do this. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell you what, if somebody wanted to pay me to talk seductively to them while I defecate on the toilet, Sure, I don't care. I'll talk all seductive for you while I'm sitting on the toilet. And it doesn't matter because you just got that little bit for free. God damn it. Now, if you want some more, what you got to do is pay because everybody's got a price for my defecation. Okay. And seductive. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, Before we give our no. listeners any ideas here, we need to. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, it, it would. You know, it would t- how, you know how you can support us? Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Yes. Yeah. Promo code JK Podcast. We get a little kickback from that. Yeah. And you save money. Yeah. That's that, how you can support us. And that's a lot cleaner doing that, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a classier way than sitting on the toilet. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think that about wraps up for this week. Uh, yeah. No, but we'll see what uh, what happens. We're on the way to WrestleMania. 
Uh, we're seeing a little bit of build uh, with these matches here. Hopefully they can keep going on that. And hopefully they don't waste this opportunity with uh, with Randy and Edge at uh, the Saudi Arabia show. Hopefully they save it for WrestleMania because it would be kind of a shame um, to waste that there. And um, so we'll just see going forward. Fingers crossed that they don't do that. Definitely. Thank you so much, everybody, for you know allowing us to come into your homes once again welcoming me back as i come back from vacation big thank you to jargo and mr rick vickery uh both of them stepping up and coming on with big joe Hmm. um big fan of both of those guys thank you so much for covering my butt as i was partying it up with chris jericho john moxley cody rhodes Jake Hager, the cast of All Elite Wrestling, Diamond Dallas Page, Booker T, Charmel, the Guerreros, Vicky and Chavo and Shaw, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts, living it up. It was a dream and a blast. And yeah, thank you so much, both of you, for stepping up. I appreciate it. And again, uh, Jargo, we do apologize for sending the Canadian weather down your way. Um, That was not something that we did on purpose. It just kind of happened that way. Yeah, it was even because we we finished uh, the cruise. We docked in Miami. We got out, rented a vehicle, drove to Orlando for a couple of days, and it was even chilly in Orlando. And we're like, what is going on? So it was not me that did that to you. It was just Mother Nature. (laughs) She can be a... Yeah. Well, we've, again, we've been pretty spoiled where I am. Uh, we got a fair, a fair amount of snow yesterday, but it has basically already melted again. I still have green grass in the backyard as we speak. Just saying. Uh, not. Uh, it's been a very nice winter down here in Southern Ontario. I will say that. Boo urns. <laughs> Boo urns. All right, man. That wraps up for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Right.